Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm one of your hosts, Angel, with Phil Pepe. How's it going, Angel? It is going all good, Phil. I'm excited because it's Monday, and we have something new this week. We actually have a new indie creator spotlight, and we are being joined by none other than our Mr. Jeffrey Scott. What's up, brother? Uh, happy to be here, man. Just uh, getting on by, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> listen, because I, I, well, I've had you on before. You've been on before. We were promoting uh, The Drunken Out of Space, which is a phenomenal book. If you guys haven't yeah. read it, make sure you visit AmazingActionComics.com and pick up, I think, one of the few co- copies we have left. So, yeah, they'll be gone and gone. So make sure you get up there. Um, but this was, so we're doing, this is episode 74, right? And we were freaking doing this all the way back at episode 17. Wow. So it's been quite some time. So that means we, we haven't lost any luster on, on being on the air or uh, <laughs> we've actually increased our following, which is fantastic. Um, and I'm going to do this all the way to episode 100 before I retire. So, 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 so you, got, you got it in just in time. Like, uh, I don't know but, if there's anything I've done 74 times in a year. I don't know if I've taken 74 <laughs> shits in a year, you know, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to get up there. The, the year's not over yet. You should see your doctor, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so cool. So, yeah, so guys, so for those of you that don't know, Indie Creator Spotlight is pretty much when we have an Indie Creator come on um, and talk about themselves for at least 10 hours. So we've got about nine hours left. So, uh, Jeffrey, I know we had you on before, but just really quickly, just, you know, tell the audience, you know, who you are, you know, what you did previously, and and then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, my name is Jeffrey Scott. I uh, started out as a journalist kind of in the horror world, and uh, I started running into a lot of people making comics. And I was like, hey, that seems like something that'd be fun. And I uh, started off as a freelancer and started doing my own stuff about three years ago. And uh, I've had two uh, books that have come out, Night of the Living Dads and The Drunkard Out of Space, one of which was with Amazing Action Comics, Drunkard Out of Space. They did a fucking fantastic job getting that thing printed. Um, it <laughs> looks gorgeous. And uh, right. yeah. It I've is a gorgeous a looking book. book. Oh, yeah. You guys did phenomenal. And I've got another one coming out this October called Something Sinister, which is a collection of kind of one page comics. They're all just sort of one dark jokes, real quick punch in the gut and i'm just uh here to promote that pretty much sweet yeah so i remember with the drunken out of space you know we ran a kickstarter for that it was quite successful some great stuff there i think uh and uh you still have your uh glass mugs oh yeah man I, I'm tra- <laughs> that's something i have done 74 times i've done 74 <laughs> beers out of that mug yeah that was that was an awesome award and i know some of the people that actually i hand delivered it to and they were like whoa i can't believe and, and it had some good weight on it I don't remember the ounces. I think it was more than 20 ounces Ooh, nice. um, of whatever you could pour in there. But, uh, yeah, they were really cool, and they were etched with, uh, you know, Ronnie's Tavern and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it, it was great. And now you got something new coming out, which I'm really excited about because you shared a couple of pages with Phil and I, and I know Phil's excited to ask some questions. So I'm going to let him take over. But, yeah, we're really looking forward to this, to, to what you got coming out. Yeah, yep. hit me. Sure. Well, not not literally. Just uh, yes. just with some 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 soft hitting questions. So, um, basically, really, just you know, Drunken Outer Space was really cool. Uh, I had the, the 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 good fortune of 
being able to review it for the uh, weekly indie comic review podcast. Uh, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, and, and just the, the elements that you put into there, especially like the whole sort of Cthulhu type monster that loves to get drunk and, you know, uh, and it was this really, really cool package to see, um, the development of Napalm's art and, and how you guys work together and how that sort of came, came together at the end. So, um, I was really pleased to see that you guys are working again on at least some of the, the pages that you sent us on this one book of one page stories. So, my first question really is why did you decide to do a book of one page stories? Did you find this uh, an easier exercise or a more challenging exercise? Um, well, basically I was just thinking of jokes that really only work for one page. And I was like, shit, I kind of want to read that. I want to see that. I want to get it drawn up, you know? And I had three or four of these um, just kind of sitting around. I was like, well, heck, I bet I could do a whole book. And uh, honestly, it's a lot harder, I think, um, mm. because you have to come up with a pretty good idea for each page. You know, it's uh, there's no real law. Exactly. You have to have five to seven panels to get a full uh, joke across, not make it too wordy, uh, not make it too kind of, you know, high thinking. I mean, I, I have a honestly, I used to hate the newspaper comics. Like I look at these. I think these are terrible. Well, they have to do one every single day. I've got a lot more respect for them now because, you know, it's taken me a year just to do 22. <laughs> and so the book is going to be, uh, it's a 22-pager? Yeah, 22 is what I'm aiming for now with uh, paid for ads. Normally you want to go for around 24 and, you know, sell some ads to make a little bit of money. Right. Nice. And is uh, Napalm your artist on the entire 22-pager or do you have a few other artists with you? Uh, it's Napalm for all of them, man. He's kind of my ride or die with this sort of stuff. He, uh, That's he kicks awesome. ass. Yes, yes, he does. He does. And his growth as an artist has been tremendous um, from from when you started Drunkard Out of Space to what you guys are doing right now. And I think that some of these are really, you know, really creepy, very irreverent. Uh, it is, you're right. It's a very sick, dark sense of humor. Um, and is that sort of your sensibility, what you, what you gravitate towards to... Um, on your own in your own um digestion of, of of media oh yeah man it's my sense of humor is dark and absurdist right yeah like it's when something that just doesn't make sense or it's so completely against the pale that's what makes me laugh right like um the i guess to spoil one of the comics probably the favorite one that i've written so far is called upside to everything mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> it's Essentially, there's a little girl and um, her mom go into the veterinarian. The veterinarian says, uh, well, we have good news and bad news. And he asks for uh, <laughs> the, good, the bad news first. And the bad news is, uh, well, their dog died. And like, what's the good news? And the veterinarian pulls out a hat to man on the dog and says, well, anyway, you got to take the hat out. <laughs> so it's like, can you just imagine that kind of thing happening? Like, it's just, uh, that's what makes me laugh personally. Just stuff that just kind of. You sort of see it coming, but not enough that, you know, it's not going to still make you laugh. You're just like, holy shit. Yeah, but you know what's funny is that, that that's a perfect one because that's the one that stood out for Phil and I as well because we talked about that piece. And it's one of these things where you're reading it, you see at the end, you laugh out loud at first, but then you have a second to think about it and how freaking absurd and how freaking crazy and <laughs> would be. For a little kid to see their dog that came winning alive and comes out dead as a hat. <laughs> like I was contemplating as to whether or not I would actually wear it. And I was like, <laughs> Jeez. So but but and it's it's funny because it's it's 22 pages of that. And 
you know, how how difficult did you find it to be? Because you're, you have to create a beginning, middle, and an end. And it's sort of like a snapshot into either a scenario of something that already exists. So there's there's back matter there that, you know, or context that we're not going to get because we have sort of like a glimpse into these people's lives for just, you know, five or six panels. But it still has to make enough sense for us to say, oh, shit, I understand what's going on. Like, how did you find that really difficult? Because I think that would be like almost impossible to create a story in just five or six panels and still be, you know, legible and still be able to walk away with some of the context of that. Well, it is difficult. I think it's kind of fun, though. Like, I've always been a fan of short stories. Like, I like novels, too. Don't get me wrong. But there is something to be said about um, a story where you don't get to see everything, you know? Like, you don't need to a lot of times. Like, we don't need to know what that little girl's favorite flavor of ice cream is. We just need to know that she had a dog that she loved, and now it's a hat, you know? Like, it's... Um, I think Stephen King described short stories like a kiss in the dark, and I guess that's mm. how I see it as well. You know, it's just kind of enjoyable. It's quick. It is. I think it can be irreverent. I like irreverency. Um, I, I don't know. It's different. I, for me, it was more difficult. I think some people it'd probably be easier, but yeah, it was, it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be at first. And I probably wrote 70, 80 and throughout, you know, 60 of them. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's crazy. And the thing for me, though, is yeah, I think a lot of people can probably write the short story in that one pager. But I think, it's like you said, you, you don't have to put in all those nitbits about the girl, you know, what her favorite flavor of ice cream is. But the way that it ended, the way that it started, it was so open-ended that it's almost impossible for the reader's imagination not to take over about mm -hmm. what preceded that event and what that little girl did with that hat. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that ran through my head. It was like, did she actually wear it? Did she just throw it in the closet? Did she? There was so many things that I was just thinking about, and I think that's what's really cool about those one pagers is that if you can have people linger with a sense of thought before they turn the page into the next story, then that that's harder to do than just just to have like a a closed ending that you know can leave somebody satisfied, but then it just stops there. For me, it's that that lingering holy sh like I want another one pager of that to find out what the fuck happened. But it, it's funny, Adrian, because that's sort of like the, uh, the, the the Will Eisner thing that you talk about a lot um, in our reviews. The what happens in between panels that yep. the um, you know that the reader creates. And yeah, what I love about these one pagers is is it's not what's happening in between the panels; it's what happens after, where the the reader gets to kind of extrapolate and see where these go after that you know that tag that 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 punchline at the end. Have you, Jeffrey, given any thought to maybe using some of these as a um, sort of seed for future expansion on some of these characters? Like, case in point, uh, you know, I know you're working on a sequel uh, to Drunkard Out of Space. Um, would maybe in a third third uh, Drunkard tale, uh, would we see, you know, a great character that you introduced uh, in this one page is called the Limbless Horseman, which I thought was a great concept and a nice flipping of a trope on its on its head so to speak well i gotta be honest man i'm going to need to sell about a hundred thousand more copies before we get a jeffrey scott comic universe you know what i mean <laughs> I, 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 it, part of that appeals to me but like even the sequel to drunkard out of space it's got the same main character but it's its own book right like yeah. i don't want to write a whole bunch of callbacks and easter eggs that are going to be for folks that you know like five people three of which are my friends you know what i mean 
<laughs> no, that makes sense. <laughs> but and so you brought up another character. So here's the thing: the the, the what is it? The limbless horseman. The limbless horseman. Instead of the headless horseman. But but the whole thing for me when I was reading that, what preceded that? How the horse? That's well, I what can, I kept thinking about. I can tell you how I came up with that one. We were just I was just talking to my friend, and he was like, "Dude, how can the headless horseman see?" I'm like, "He's a fucking ghost." And then I was like, "Well, <laughs> that, but he has no." <laughs> that's great but that's so do you see what i'm talking about like things that are open-ended like that that just really make you think i think are the like like the best material yeah oh i think we lost them oh yeah we did so i think well we're gonna keep talking until the cv hops in okay. um but yeah i and i went back and i read a couple pages and i think every single story almost did that there were some that were like closed and finished but yeah. for the majority of them, um, they were just they were open-ended like that. And I think it's fantastic when you're able to oh, write. It's, it, and it's great for the reader, too. You know, like I think about the one with the house, and it's like, oh, the rules of the house. You can't go into the room on the right. And she goes into the wrong room, and he's like, I meant your right, you know. Yep. Uh, and like, where, so what, where does that go, you know? And in my head, I'm like coming up with all these different scenarios, like, oh, she's just cool with this room with these bodies hanging, you know. Yep. Or, you know, so, so it is really a, a fun thing for the reader to do, to just sort of be able to go off on their own. Oh, hey, guys, I'm sorry. Did I disconnect? You, you, no. did, you did, you did. Ah, dang it, man! My stupid fucking internet. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, hey! If it's not you, it's gonna be me because I'm I'm the king of technical difficulties uh, in this operation here. So, um, sorry, sorry. I was telling you like where I came up with the idea for when this horseman that come through or yeah, 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 it went through. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, we were uh, just talking about uh, the, just the, sort of like that open ended you know theory and stuff like that that most of the you know the pages did that and which is great. I mean, think from a, from a creative perspective to make your you know, your reader's imagination push the limit beyond the panels of just that one page is a really cool trick to have. Just from like a technical side of things, uh, it just saves you some time. You know, you got six <laughs> panels like you really you got to get moving. Uh, if you try and spend three panels explaining something, then one panel a joke, then two panels explain something. I mean, shit, that's a bad comic, you know? Mm. One thing I also like too is in some of them, uh, even though with the quick, you know, the quick pace, of uh, you know, the quick pacing there are still room for little asides or little background humor or, you know, little details uh, that, that are, you were able to find, you know, to, a way to get in there, which I think is really great. Are some of those in the original script or are these things that are added upon, you know, looking what Napalm gives you as art or, or, or an idea that comes into, Oh, let's sneak this in there. You know, where, uh, how much of that is done after the initial writing uh, before handing it off to him? Um, I mostly I don't really give a lot of notes to Martin because he kind of kills it every time. There's definitely parts where I I didn't think it was all that funny in the script. I mean he draws up like there's one with a bear where it just says bear sniffs gas and then like you see the picture and this bear is the stupidest looking fucking bear you can imagine, but still terrifying and that image just kills me. And that was all him, you know. So working nice. with a good artist, he definitely elevated it. So so when you do work, uh, uh, do you? Do you do full script? Do you do panel by panel breakdown? Or is it just a synopsis and you let the artist go to town? Um, I do panel by panel typically, but uh, a lot of times I'll let Martin switch it around, right? So maybe he'll say six panels, but if he wants to try and do it in five or uh, yeah. have a special kind of panel that's off to the side, then like, yeah, I don't tell him don't do that. I mean, he's like, say, so I'm the writer, he's the artist. He knows what's going to be funny visually. I'm going to hopefully know what's funny 
rhetorically, you know, and the idea and in the dialogue. And is that the same sort of process for a larger work, like the Drunkard uh, series, uh, as far as you, you do the panel by panel breakdowns, but you keep it loose enough for him to add some details and things like that? Yeah, totally. I um, like, you know, if you've ever seen like the Watchmen script of Alan Moore, he has like <laughs> cigarette and left side of gutter newspaper. And I'm like, I mean, that works for some people. I don't think it works for me personally. And the artists sure as fuck don't like it. You know, <laughs> I think the, the biggest side, uh, the biggest example of Alan Moore egregiousness in script writing to me is the almost 200 page or, or I think it's like 197 page script for the killing joke, which is a 48 page story. Even yeah. when you, even in the absolute edition, when they reprint the two different colored versions of the, the, the 48 page story and the script, the script pages are still over twice as long as the, the book reprinted twice. Oh, I'm uh, sitting right next to my copy of the absolute edition of that comic. Actually, you're, you're completely correct. That's, that's the greatest comic writer of all time. Not my style. <laughs> Good man, good man. Some of some some of the things it does lend itself to, like if you you know, and it's a little bit of a tangent here. Uh, in From Hell, his annotations are great, but the annotations sit outside of the comic narrative. So so there is room for some of that stuff. But yeah, it's like when you're when you're looking at this these scripts that they're just it's so meticulous. Yeah, I think for an artist it can absolutely be maddening. So I like that you uh, have first of all have a lot of trust in your artist. Uh, and a lot of trust in yourself and a lot of trust in the working relationship to, to, to keep it, you know, to keep it simple. Well, yeah, Alan Moore is doing a much different thing than I am as well. He's telling, yeah. you know, like literature through comics. I mean, I'm not saying mine aren't a fun read, but I'm not trying to do, uh, you know, a book that's going to be on the times 100 of the century, like Watchmen was, right? <laughs> right. I'm trying to have a goofy ass uh, bartender fighting a giant alien. Like, I don't <laughs> think I need to be a dickhead describing every detail, you know, in regards to something like that nice nice who um who are some of your favorite uh comic writers uh, as well as non-comic writers where where do you go to as far as uh, uh inspiration or just leisure time um comic guys uh garth ennis scott snyder um his fucking horror stuff is amazing which mm -hmm. is he just had one that's free on amazon called night of the ghouls terrifying mm. um he's done some amazing horror comics uh alan moore Frank Miller. Um, I'm forgetting this guy's first name. It's Maxwell. He did this comic called Ice Cream Man that came out pretty recently. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. You've seen that? Yeah, that's so good. And he had another one called Ha Ha Funny Clown Stories, yep. which are not funny at all. It's kind of <laughs> absurdist horror. So, yeah, there's actually been a lot of really good horror comics lately. I'm just kind of now thinking on that. It's crazy. It's a good yeah, time we, to be a horror comic guy. Yeah, we talk about that often on the, the review as far as you know these 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 genres that have these big booms right uh, and these big big explosions and then sort of collapse go away or quiet down for a little bit and then blow up again and horror is definitely one of them and there's the horror renaissance that we've been seeing in, in comics recently has been fantastic i mean junji has been around forever right but they've released yeah. like seven of his books in the last three years in america for the first time it's yeah. like a fucking bevy man i love it so much it's very nice <laughs> And as far as uh, non-comics, what uh, what authors do you do you? Oh well, I'm an English teacher in my day job, man. So I read a lot. But um, I mean, if we're talking horror, Stephen King for sure. I mean, everyone does. Uh, Lovecraft. Um, I've been reading a guy recently called um, Brian Evanson. He does these kind of ecological horror stories, which is sort of about man fucking up the earth and the earth fighting back. 
Oh, he had one this year called The Glassy Burning Floor of Hell. I'm not getting paid or anything, but I'll plug that. It's a really good book. (laughs) And do you find, uh, as far as being a narrator, does your journalism work uh, help uh, help out? Is that beneficial? Because it's interesting. We a lot of the writers we we've interviewed have journalism backgrounds, and I think that's awesome because my father was a sports writer, so uh, I grew up in a journalistic environment and, and with that sort of mindset. Uh, and I, I, I just I'm wondering, you know, since I'm noticing this big influx of journalism come comic writers uh, do you find that it is helpful in in your approach to writing i I think the biggest lesson you get being a uh, working journalist is that the stories are not going to write them themselves and you're not going to get paid (laughs) the stories don't get written you know like there's a lot of people that just want to like wax poetic forever and they never actually sit down and put words to the page when you're a journalist you have a story due at the end of the day and you work five days a week you know you don't have time just to sit around and do nothing right and you got to apply that kind of logic to uh writing your comics if you just keep it on the back burner and think i'll get around to it well you're not going to you have to look at it as work look at it as a job and just sit down put your nose to the grindstone and journalism really teaches that it's art takes work i mean that's just how it is that's absolutely correct great so let me ask you another question from the journal the journalistic perspective how much stuff do you take as as reference or stuff that you studied from before when you're doing these one pages or is this something that just, you know, stuff that was percolating in your mind for quite some time, or is it a combination of, of all of it? Uh, they come out of nowhere, to be honest. It's like, but a, a good example, I think is, um, I have one that's um, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre focused one. And I was watching the terrible Netflix film back in February. Right. And um, <laughs> I just look at this furniture and I was like, this stuff looks so uncomfortable. So I ended up writing a comic about uh, Leatherface getting out of bed. And his back's hurting him. And he looks at the bed and it's just made out of human flesh. And he's like, ah, this stupid fucking bed. And then it's, <laughs> it's just like, it makes no sense. Why would you sleep on a bed made out of people, you know? But it just came out of nowhere. It just was me looking at a couch made out of people in this movie and thinking that does, I should have just gone to L.L. Bean. That shit doesn't look comfy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, crazy. so what is uh what is the plan now for um for for this book and again just you know remind us the title uh and and how you're planning on getting this out there to the masses right it's uh called something sinister um and uh it should be coming out around october ah, and, um, good timing yeah well <laughs> there's a few delays but yeah it's like it's it works though right yeah um yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm going to release it digitally for sure. As far as the print run goes, um, we'll see. I'm doing my student teaching this fall, so I'm, I've got a lot of pans in the fire, but I'll try and get it figured out. Right on, right on. Uh, and do you, uh, is, you is this, this effort going to be solely self-published? Are you seeking out uh, other publishers? Uh, are you going to do a Kickstarter? Indiegogo? Uh, amazing type? action doesn't have anything going on. I'll hit you guys <laughs> up for sure. <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. So this is definitely something that we're going to be putting on, on, on as well. So, I mean, Jeffrey's just awesome and you know, his deadlines are, are fantastic. So, you know, he came and finished work and I'm almost positive there's going to be something that's just going to be really a, just another home run out of the park. So we're definitely going to be doing something um, at Amazing Action Comics with this book. So awesome. look out for it guys come October um, as we get close. We're definitely going to be pushing those out to you guys as well. I'm also going to put a link to that initial episode that Jeffrey came on, so you can get a little background on him. Um, episode 17. Holy crap, we're getting old. <laughs> that was you high, man. Like it doesn't stop. 10 episode years 17. ago. 
Episode 17, you hadn't even created me as a, as a fictional character yet. No, I didn't even know you. <laughs> for this for this podcast. That's insane. So, yeah, so I'll put that in there as well. And then, uh, yeah, so as Jeffrey gets uh, more information to us, we'll definitely get it to you guys out as well um, in that respect. So, Jeffrey, before we, uh, we end this podcast, is there anything else that you want the peeps to know? Yeah, just to anyone out there who wants to um, start writing comics of their own, uh, my best advice is write something that you want to read, you know? Like, a lot of yeah. people want to write the new Batman. They want to write something they think is going to be super marketable or whatever. Uh, I wrote this because I wanted these to come to life, you know? I had these scripts. I thought they'd be funny, drawn out. And really, uh, to a large extent, I'm doing this because it's something that I want to have, you know? And obviously, I want other people to read it as well, but I want to read it myself. So that's my advice. Do it. Write something you'll love and write something that you want to read yourself. Very cool. Yep. Yeah. Awesome and how advice. can uh, how can people reach out to you, Jeffrey, if uh, if they want to get on board and 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 keep abreast of your upcoming works? You said breast. Uh, I, I abreast. Oh, abreast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm saving the other works. one for later. <laughs> um, it's uh, mine. It's head on stick productions. My Instagram is at h e a d like head o a s p. Um, so head host h e a d o a s p. All right, cool. Nobody's going to remember that, but uh, the links are going to be in the notes. So you guys will definitely have the, uh, Maybe someone's like frantically well. scrolling it on their arm or something. I don't know. See, that, that's a one-pager right there. I would read that. Uh, all right, Jeff, listen, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I'm really looking forward to getting this uh, book finished and, uh, yeah, published and a nice hard copy so that we can hang it on a wall, which would be awesome. Very good. Uh, for those of you guys that are out there, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you click subscribe. The podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, you're a creator like Jeffrey, and you want to be on the podcast, visit amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast, fill out the form, and we'd love to have you on to talk about your projects. Make sure you stay up to date on everything, all Amazing Action Comics at amazingactioncomics.com. So, kitties, until next time, please be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing. <laughs>